This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. Oh, and me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we usually follow the highs and lows of football through the medium of FPL, but there hasn't been any FPL or any F, really, unless you count the Nations League, which I don't, for nearly a month uh, now. What, what what do you do, Matthew, when there's no football on? What's the point of your existence? Mm, good question. Well, mm. I do watch the Nations League, so that does yeah, scratch in it. Of course you do. I, watch... I noticed when you got up to uh, turn off your fire stick... Um, which is much less exciting than it sounds. Mm. Is there a new Euro 2020 artwork in your office? Oh, did you see that? Sort of England montage behind you on the floor. Looks like the purchase of a man who's missing football. Well, hold on now. Um, My girlfriend got it me for Christmas. It's Ah. made by the wonderful Art of Football Boys, and it's a montage of the squad um, set against a kind of graffiti St. George's Cross, but she ordered the wrong size. So it's meant to be A4. I think that's like A1. It's massive. So You've stayed with her though, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a good guy. What a good guy. But I tell you what, what I do What's supposed do... to do with the size of that? Why didn't you look? Oh, no. she. It, it, it's not an issue for me. She was like, oh, I've ordered the wrong size. So it's cool. It's not, it's a lovely artwork, and it's um, it suggests to me as a man who sort of intends to still be acquainted with you in 20 years that um, Euro 2020 fever will be at the level that Euro 96 fever has been for the last sort of five years of your existence, where you continue to watch goal montages uh, as you fall asleep drunk. I fell asleep drunk last night and watched the highlights of the Germany game. <laughs> you know me well. I woke you sent up. them to me recently. Yeah, I do that when I'm drunk. And I um because of AirPods, they just fall out, don't they? So you wake up with one of them stuck on your back. And I was like, oh, what was I watching? Open the phone up, England to Germany now. Um, so I do that. I watch Jurassic Park. I go to gigs. <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. I, I get the mickey taken out of me, you know, by other friends of ours. You get the mickey like, taken out of you for being a 40-year-old who still falls asleep to Jurassic Park? I'm still 39. If I died today, I would be 39. They'd say 39-year-old impressionist Matt Ford was killed today. Do you take it impressionist, not satirist? I don't like satirist. Sounds too serious, doesn't it? It, it sounds like not a comedian. Mm. You think? Whereas impressionist says, ass. Impressionist cutting edge. Someone who sits behind a desk and tells you what to think. You know, just, oh, <laughs> God, spare me that. Even though I did do that job for a while, but that's not the point. 
Um, satirist says, not funny, doesn't it? It's like level down from comedian. And that's, I think people would say, on the whole, broadly, more often than not, I fulfill that. And people would say he was a funny man, but he died at 39. He was, um, I don't know, how would I die? Hit by a car, probably. I'd, I'd get a campaign going to say 40. I'd say, look, let's round up. Let's let's say he got to half time. Well, no, 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 no. I'd do that for you. I, I, I wouldn't want you to do that. I'd want to be part of the 39. Oh, I know, that's why I do it. It would be my final... Final act of vengeance upon your rotting corpse, your rotting 39-year-old corpse. What would you say at my funeral? <laughs> oh, very little. Go on then, let's, um, let's act yeah, it out. Really, so just I'll pretend a minute's applause, I think. Um, Matthew lived as he died, um, noisily, <laughs> and irritating everybody around him. And <laughs> Wow. Wow, yeah. you hate me, and this is how um, I find out. Oh, no, I've told you many times. Do you want me to list all the names I am on your YouTube reviews? <laughs> I can tell you all my aliases if you want, mate. Go on. I'm John Richardson, Johnny yeah. Rico, Big JR, <laughs> Jay Cloth. That's all me. They're all no me, way. mate. Wow, I thought people were just doing that to make me think it was you, and I was like, huh, huh, funny, you would never write that sort of filth. No, no, you've got to be honest uh, online. That's what it's for, isn't it? Oh, um, God, I haven't spoken to you since, have I? I had a wisdom tooth out. Oh, mate. John, I've got to tell that you. That explains a lot. I've been in a dark place, mate. Honestly, the depths of despair. So um, other people may be suffering with this. I had an impacted wisdom tooth. So that's a, a tooth that is below the gum line and has not protruded into the full mouth. And it, Not fully wise. Yes, it was a naive tooth to sit there mm. all that time. Um, anyway, so it, it was because of the position of it, it was it had opened up a hole at the back of my gum after my last visible tooth, which Oof. meant it was constantly getting infected. And this has been going on for four or five years, constantly needing antibiotics for it. Because they said you're gonna have to, they're gonna have to cut the gum and then get it out. I was like, oh my god, put it off. Doesn't anyway. sound like a nice afternoon. No, it wasn't. So I, I put it off and put it off. And um, he uh, uh, anyway. On antibiotics again, and they said that you are just going to have to have it out. So I went and did it. I totally underestimated because they're like, "Oh, the first forty-eight hours is bad. Take a couple of days off work." It's you're basically getting stabbed in the face. They cut you open. I've got stitches in my mouth. Of all the place to have stitches, I mean, my face was so swollen. My my face was bruised. Is that from traumatic? Just a sort of big dental fist having to sort of get in there. I mean, I imagine it's sort of, you can't have sort of very long tools. It's deft work at some point. They've got a cleaver that tooth out. Is, yeah, that, really is the bruising them. just from like them having to just crane your mouth Impact. open and get in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he starts drilling, but the anaesthetic wasn't working. So I was going, ah! Oh, no, that's like a nightmare people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to give me three extra injections of anaesthetic. Why do you think you're so unsusceptible to pain relief? Do you think it's years of fosters? Yeah, just I've got the constitutional ox and I just like, meat and lager. Like, anyway, whatever it was. Or he just didn't give me enough first time round. So it was painful. And then it was very swollen. Mate, honestly, the first two days, it's so painful to swallow and you're not allowed to spit. So, like... Your mouth is just flooding with saliva because you've got this trauma there. And you have to let the blood clot form because otherwise it can get infected. Why can't you spit? Because you because it, you can dislodge any sort of... So you can't drink with a straw, you can't spit because any sort of pressure with the mouth can burst the stitches open. Oh, gosh. And it can remove... The, you basically don't want to get rid of the blood clots that are forming because they protect the wound. Anyway, I was I woke up the following morning and my pillow was... <laughs> 
brown from blood because it just like flooded out of my mouth. It was horrific. I'm just, and then, you know, when you're in pain, I was in so much pain. You can't think straight. You're not yourself. You, you cease to exist as a, as a person. You were just a, a, a you were a, just a living blob in pain, mm. and I just sat there sucking yogurt for like a week. I mean, I lost a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Quite handy. Oh well, there's some relief then. It was only froobs that got him through, man. And then I had to start gigging again because I had gigs booked, and I thought I'd give myself enough time. I interviewed Gary Neville, and this through like this. <laughs> so what got you into politics? <laughs> just it was. It sounded like I was putting on a funny voice. It was, a, and then I had a whole week of gigs. And when I would like open my mouth too much, I could feel the stitches pulling against my cheek. Oh, like, ah. what's the gig. worst impression to do for a man with a uh, a rigged up mouth? I tell you what. Um, once it receded a little bit, having a bit of a kind of blockage there helped with the Keir Starmer impression. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boris Johnson one was fine. You front of the mouth. <laughs> oh, pardon. And um, staying what, in character, very method. The, the, uh, the other one. There were a couple that were just. Uh, oh, Jamie Carragher was just appalling. Really bad. Tell me and our listeners, did you do Gary Neville to Gary Neville? No, I did not because I can't you do Gary Neville. Sh- Right. It's not because I'm a chicken shit. Because it's really chicken bad. Shit. I'm not chicken shit. Stop calling me chicken shit. I'm not chicken shit. I'm not chicken or shit. Chicken shit. I'm not chicken shit. Would you <laughs> do scared that? of him? You were going to give it all that way. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to tell Gary Neville what I think about him when he's punched and they got in there and you were all like, "Oh, Auntie got a nice suit and he's got hotels and perhaps he let me stay in his nice hotels when I'm gigging up Manchester." I love Gary Neville. I'm a big fan of Gary Neville. So uh, it was an honour to meet, interview. Uh, spend time with the man and he's great fun he's a very funny man but interviewing him with you know on strong pain get also the the antibiotics they put you on send you do lally mm. i just like so i just sat there watching films just feeling sad and in pain and then you, you feel like it's never going to get better it's mad it's, it's totally hopeless and then all of a sudden you know you're getting Hello. drunk you're going to watch noel gallagher well i was going to say what has been the return to form it's like when you have food poisoning and it finally clears up and you crave mm. every food in existence oh. presumably pizzas pudding deliveries and noel gallagher i've had a few pizzas I've got through a lot of uh, chili heatwave Doritos. Yeah. <sighs> what a crisp. I, I really crave salt, you know. I'll tell you what is nice that you have to do when you're recovering from oral surgery. You have to, after <laughs> eating, you have to just gently swill your mouth with warm mm-hmm. salt water. Mm-hmm. And it makes you swallow you feel like, it. No, you just let it fall out your mouth. You don't push. So you just have to, like, go. <laughs> like that. And it drops out your mouth. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. And, um, I didn't realise like it was such an ordeal. Oh, mate, honestly. It, 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 there were times when I... I oh. I was going to dark places psychologically, definitely. It was just like, I was like, this is never going to be fine. And obviously I'm going to Glastonbury, so I was like, I don't want to be... What if I can't drink? What if my f- mouth falls off? You know, you just like, ugh. And when is Glastonbury? You know, obviously I'm a cool musical dude, and this I week. know exactly when all the bands are playing. Uh, this weekend? This weekend. Paul McCartney headlining on the Saturday night. Well, that'll be Ooh. exciting for you, won't it? Yeah, and it before and it's going to be sunny? Canada, it's going to be sunny. I think Saturday might be a bit of rain, but I'm cool with that. As you know, I like water. I like it on my body. Um, Glamping? So you are, oh, yes. Well, I mean, not... not. <laughs> no. I can't just go and 
camp anymore. Do you know what you I mean? Can't just be in a tent with a high polite. I don't mean that. I mean I'm too old. Disturbing your sleep. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, I am interviewing a very prominent politician tomorrow. Could you guys just turn that down, please? I am actually. I've got to come back a day early because I'm interviewing David Davis. There we go, of course. Rock and roll, man. Yeah, well, you'd probably uh, share a car back from Glasgow, wouldn't you? I imagine Double D's down there, isn't he? <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him in Glasgow. I, you know, I'm a friendly guy, um, I, you know, but yes, I, I am too old to just camp at Glastonbury anymore. I need mm-hmm. a hot shower. I treat Glastonbury like it's a holiday, and it is. I'll have a look. So what have you been doing since the season ended, John? Well, not nearly as much as you. I haven't had... Um... It's nice to have free reign here and know that no matter what I say, this episode of the podcast is going to be called Sucking Yogurt. Um, <laughs> I can pretty much... Yogurt. I could just say, well, I've been down uh, touring the glory holes of uh, West Lancashire. Um, won't make any difference. Still going to be the Sucking Yogurt special with Matt Ford. Flavoured yogurt or just natural yogurt? Yeah, Greek yogurt, low fat. What, what are you doing? Sort of put it, put it onto a saucer and sort of bending over and... <laughs> I just what? put it on the edge of a spoon. <laughs> it was, mate, honestly, even now I can't open my... I can't bite an apple at the moment. Right. Uh, no, don't get me a nectarine. It'll go off. Do you know what I mean? I, I wasn't going to. I, I can eat porridge now, which is nice. I, I was eating mashed up bananas, right? And I, <laughs> even mashed up bananas were too hard on me. They hurt. Oh, even too hard on. It's like baby food. <gasps> the dentist! I didn't tell you this. God. The dentist, right? So the receptionist at the dentist is just rude. So I turn up early. She's been a bit off for of me a few times. Mm. I turned up early. She went, I said, I'm here for my surgery. You're a bit early. Like genuinely like that and not in a funny way. You know when people are being like provocative to be funny? Genuinely was annoying. How early, how early were you? Like two days? <laughs> 25 minutes. Okay, fine. And then the guy was late. So I was just sat there for an hour. Oof. And it was only in that hour. I was like, well, oh, I wonder if this is going to hurt. Oh, it hadn't occurred to you until that point? I sweated so much. I was drenched in sweat by the... Anyway, so the guy starts telling me, he goes, oh, what do you do for a living as a comedian? (laughs) And he goes, um, says he's in a band, right? (laughs) My old dentist was in a band. Well, I bet he wasn't in this band. Guess what this dentist band's name was called? Sucking Yogurt. No. Clunge Plunger. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, actually, you know what? I'm going to Google it. Clunge. Oh, my God. It You're Googling Clunge Plunger. Oh, my God. It Private browsing on, mate. Oh, my God. They've got a song called Shit Canned. Shit Fucking hell. Oh, my God. I mean, put it, putting two and two together here. The receptionist who didn't really seem like she was really a receptionist and she had a very bad manner. The pain that you went through, the inefficiency of the uh, pain relief, the fact that he's in a band called Clunge Plunger. Oh, my God. You're absolutely certain this guy was a dentist, yeah? You know what? It does cross your mind when you leave. Do you know what I mean? When you're in that Yeah, just a sadist. Mate, I've (laughs) I've gone on their Facebook site. They've got an email address on there, machetefacelifter.hotmail.com. Who the fuck operated on me, man? It was like a hostel in there. This is, this is not... This is not a... Uh, are they described as a musical artist? Oh, there is a... There's a tool called a clunge plunger, is there? Is that what they're named after? I don't or is clunge... There won't be a tool called a clunge plunger. Shit, can't. I can't believe it. 
<laughs> oh my god! You can get a limited seven-inch edition in Doom Black. Oh, you've got to go and see him, haven't you? It, it sounds like he kind of just popped in and helped them out from time to time. I'm not sure he was a founding member of Clunge Plunger. So if you're looking at the um, if you're looking at the post uh, dated 20th of November 2021, a picture of four gentlemen there. Oh, hang on. Is, is any of them your dentist? Hang on, hang on. It says the grind and roll EP no one asks for soon come. <laughs> Clunge plunger. It's on their Facebook page. Hang on, let me get on the Facebook. I mean, I wouldn't let any of those gentlemen hand me a glass of water, let alone reach into my mouth. <laughs> right, hold on. What post is it? It's um so if you scroll down you'll see oh, on the photos. The, yeah, one. the fo- Oh no no on the on the on the home page. Uh there's a picture of Oh my uh, god, it's the guy giving me it's the guy giving the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's my dentist. Oh my god. I mean there's just no way on earth that that, that man is a dentist, I'm afraid. He is a dentist. He clunge plunged me, man. Oh, man, he clunge-plunged my mouth. Do you want to know what their album is called on, on Bandcamp? Go on. Frothing at the Gash. Oh, my God, it's awful. What? I mean, oh. you wouldn't... FPL bods would be straight on that as a team name. Never mind a dentist's evening <laughs> entertainment. Oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> it's awful. What's this one? Let the Bastards Grind. You can't go back to this dentist. No, I think you're right. Oh, he's a lovely fella. I, I, I should point out. Oh, my God. <laughs> hell. You're on with a band called Bestial Vomit. I mean, it's not the worst band name I can see. Oh, go on. Heading back to Tea Chances tonight to play a total belt with the Verrucas, Butcher Baby, and Poisonous C***. Entry £5. <laughs> Come down and get some f***ing cans in you. I mean... I want to go and see him now. If, genuinely, if you'd known all this before you'd gone to the dentist, would you have cancelled the appointment? Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in a way, if he's a musician, you know, and again, dentistry, he's good with his hands, isn't he? He's good at using instruments and implements. So in a way, that would give him extra dexterity. I, I don't think there's... I don't think there's any link you can make other than that he enjoys the sounds of screaming. I mean, that is entertaining. He, he, the noises you were making as he wrenched your face wide open, it sounded like balladry to him. He was probably penning his next song, Bloodstained Pillow. Oh, man. It, it, it really was. I was I, it's the bleakest I've been for a long time. So w- 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 would you say you were in the depth of your low mood when I sent you a WhatsApp message saying, I hear your face is fucked, send me a photo? Yeah, did I send you a photo? Yeah, you did, but it, you said it had gone down a bit by then. Have you got yeah, any? Have you got any from the you know the very rawest moments? No, I haven't. It's a real shame I haven't because I don't know why I didn't take a picture. Damn it! Oh, what a fool! Well, what a fool I mean, for not fingers crossed. It. Maybe you'll have to. Maybe you'll have to go back. Um, I've been relatively, relatively. Well, I was genuinely going to tell you that um, I'm in a bit of discomfort at the moment because I put my back out coughing. <gasps> oh, John, um, no! Back stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's not as bad as all that. It's sort of, it's getting better. What, what are we talking? Lower back, lower back. Yeah, lower mm. bottom two thirds. Got out of the shower. I was bending down to uh, scrub at the old scrub the old ball bag dry. What? And uh, 
well, it's just, you know, I was, I was going at myself to get myself dry and I coughed and it just went. John, don't, the phrase going at yourself is deeply. Well, I like drying myself. It's my favorite bit. Yeah, but you, I don't really like being in the shower, but I like drying myself because I've got, I've got, um, I've got very old towels. I love oh, old towels that are really hard and scratchy, but super oh, yeah. absorbent. I like that. I like it. When yeah, I've, I've got a big blue bastard that Lucy's been trying to throw away literally since we met. I keep finding it in, in I found it in a skip once, fished it out. <laughs> Sounds like a clung plunger um, <laughs> album. Big blue bastard and found in a skip. You know, there are good exercises you can do for your lower back. Do you know yeah, you... Lucy tells me about them. I've, I've had a yoga tab open on my phone, and I thought that would do it if I just had a, a tab open with beginner's yoga on it. That would sort of somehow seep into my back. I, I've but... had lower back problem, and I went to a Have physio, and, and these, whenever it flares up, these exercises genuinely help. One of them I've been doing is, is sort of lying on my back and yes. bringing my knees up, yes. sort of holding my knees and then rocking back and forward, yes. Yes. like a sort of beached turtle. Yeah, that's good. And then the one where you lay on your back, you lay your arms out by your side, like almost in the crucifix position. Yeah. And then you um, you bring your knees up in the air, like a V-shape, but upside down, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And you just rotate them to the left for 10 seconds. You bring them to the middle. You rotate them to the right for 10 seconds. It's a different direction for the podcast, isn't it? This You're speaking in a very gentle voice. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm trying to impart knowledge i guess so mm. communication is a tool that ceos use in order to inspire the world oh he's been reading a book i haven't he's been reading with... alan sugar's autobiography I, I would love to read that I, I haven't read a book for a long time actually you know i found it really difficult to read during covid and i've never really picked it back up isn't that yeah I've, i don't think i've finished a, a solid book since uh elsie i do a lot of um audio books i just downloaded it again for the summer every summer 44 hours it, the audio book. And you know the favourite line in it? <laughs> I think the line you're thinking of is not from it. But oh, no, that's from Stand By Me, is it? Yes, it is, yeah. How does it go? go? Your father's nuttier than a shithouse rat. <laughs> <laughs> Father stormed the beaches of Normandy, you piece of shit. And what's the, um, what's the sick balls one? What's that? Oh, Chopper, Sick Balls. <laughs> yeah, wonderful it? film. That's it, isn't it? No, that's Stand By Me as well. Oh. Um, it's a tad more graphic. It. I'm thinking that, um, you know, I'm going to get a tattoo now I'm 40. Are you really going to do that? And you're not 40. Yeah, I think so. If you died tomorrow, you'd be 39. I'm 40, mate. I've been 40 for years. Fair point. I've been telling people at gigs I'm 40. I'm warming up for the new tour. Genuinely, half the audience think I'm already 45. It's just it's not getting the shocked gasps that I'm looking for when I announce to the gig that I'm 40. Well, you maybe you want to go older then. Say you're 60 and see what happens. Yeah, I fucking feel it. I'm 60 <laughs> inside. I'm 60 up here, mate. With your old balls that you keep wrenching off with your tramp's towel. That's uh, <laughs> not pull them. I just I floss them. No! John, get in there terrible. with a towel. You're going to whittle them down. They're going to be bad. I have been getting a, a, a... I think it's because I'm driving a lot. I'm getting quite a, a sore nads. <laughs> Cannot go at them. It's abrasive. You have to treat them with care. No, I don't need them anymore. They're done. They're done. I've used them. They're, they're finished. Never I don't that. need them anymore. T- take them out back and shoot them. I would. I'd get rid. If it was easy. I, it sounds like it might hurt less than your wisdom tooth. Oh yeah, nothing's as painful as I'll that. I'll get uh, I'll get on Clunge Plunger website and see if he does NAD removal as a uh, as a bonus feature. NAD removal and supporting Clunge Plunger. 
So your um, this curse, mm-hmm. listeners uh, who joined us on our uh, last podcast, which was just after Forrest had been promoted, and I asked you the question, <clears throat> who should FPL managers look to be signing? Uh, from yeah. the newly promoted Nottingham Forest team, and you mentioned the goalkeeper um, Bryce Samba. Yeah, what what did he do the very next week? It looks like he may be leaving Nottingham Forest to go and play in League. Yes, handed in his transfer request, and they just just after you tipped him. I so know. good to what? know the curse is alive and well. He's a good goalie as well. He's a good goalie. Well, you've got another one coming in, haven't you? Yes, Dean Henderson coming to Nottingham Forest. Big names for big games. Ooh. Linked with anyone like Matt? Have you had any of the, uh, oh, I've heard this guy's, you know, he's anti, it's always, it's always some family link. You'll get told, oh, you know, uh, Lionel Messi's got a second cousin who lives in Snenton. And he's, uh, he's always said he wanted, to, he's got really into county cricket and he wants to end his career somewhere he can watch cricket on his off days. That's a really good point. But I haven't, no. I haven't, I haven't. It's just basically Dean Henderson. Is that enough? Well, no. With the number and, of loan um, loan players going out? Oh, but there'll be more coming in. There'll be more coming in. But the, the, it's only, yeah, it's closely guarded, mate. Don't you worry about Forest, mate. We're going to sign some quality players. We're going to yeah. get some quality. We're going to do well, mate. I'm telling you. Struggling with football at the minute, mate. Well, go on, why? T- talk to me. Well, I need the constant flurry of games to keep me at Because games I like. Going to games, having a few beers, watching it. That's what I like. Everything else about it is shit. I don't like the transfer window. I don't like the financial dealings. I don't like having a lovely hot summer where there should be, this is the World Cup summer and we haven't got it because it's going to be at Christmas in Qatar. So you've got this sort of dead zone where you're waiting for something that then you don't want anyway. So I need the games to start and I just at the moment, it's just all, you know, Calvin Phillips is leaving, Rafinha's leaving. It's just not, it's it's not a good time. And it'll be fine. Once the season starts, it'll be fine. Fixtures have been announced. Forest Leeds, September the 10th. Yes, You'll very be back exciting. from the Edinburgh Festival. I think I might be on holiday. Oh. I know, I'm gutted. Hopefully it'll get moved, maybe for telly or something. What, to where you're on holiday? We're going to play it in uh, Benidorm. <laughs> Opening game away at a resurgent Newcastle with uh, all their ill-gotten gains being spent. How do you feel about that? What's Forrest's first few games like? Um, oh, my God. I mean, you know what's lovely about it is it's just all so exciting because, obviously, compared to the teams we've been playing week in, week out, they're all big games. Mm. So our first games is brilliant. So we've got um, we've got Newcastle away. West Ham at home, Everton away, Tottenham at home, City away. I mean, isn't that amazing? It's like Hollywood. Will you get to many of those, or will your first game be when you're already bottom? You get. I'm going to be. um, I'm going to be obviously at the Edinburgh Festival for all of them. Oh no, that's a nightmare. Cancel it. I can't cancel it, mate. It's on sale. Comedy is a dead. Duck. I, let me just also say that as well as performing my show, Clans to the Left and Me Jokes to the Right, throughout Edinburgh, 3rd to the 28th, uh, I'll also be doing three political party specials up there, John. My guests are Gordon Brown, Anna Sawa, and Joanna Cherry. Lovely. Gordon Brown. That's mate. a big name. Have you interviewed Gordy before? I haven't, no, but I'm Gordy very... Gordy just screwed the pooch. <laughs> what the fuck is That's that? another Stand By Me quote while we're on it. <laughs> Shall I bring him on to that? 
Yeah, why not? Do you want me to come up and do the offstage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordy just screwed. Are you going to be in Edinburgh? I don't think so, no. Um, no, we're getting a dog. Right. We're getting a puppy, so she'll be picking shit up off the floor. That's nice. Um, what, what breed? Um, I'm not going to breed with it. <laughs> now, while we're doing film quotes... But what breed? A cavapoo. Oh, cavapoo. Mm. I imagine that's what twats call cheap champagne. Have a bottle of the old cavapoo. Cavapoo. Have you not got any actual champagne? Is it just this cavapoo? Mm, can I have some cavapoo poo, please? Daddy. Daddy's thirsty. Cavapoos are very cute. I've just Googled them. They look like Yes, it's going to dogs. be a cute dog because we have a five-year-old and uh, an aesthetically inclined uh, wife. Uh, I wanted a mongrel, a tired-looking <laughs> old rat dog. That's what yeah, I wanted. Still better than getting like a pit bull, bull mastiff cross, isn't it? Yeah, well, there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. Not true. True. There can also be bad dogs and bad owners. No, dogs are lovely. People are turds. As you know, uh, I'm an advocate of uh, many canine charities. I've done a photo shoot for the Dogs Trust. Because um, they thought you were one. <laughs> I have a way with dogs. I'm something of a dog whisperer. You are very um, good with dogs. It's the way, and I learned it from you, I observed your ways. Just let them smell your balls. Not that That's bit. what they want. Not no. that bit. I didn't know. They'll not show you that bit. No. It's the way that you... Um, Stroke them at the back of the neck. You kind of massage them, <laughs> don't you? I've, I noticed you do it, and I was like, "Yeah, just good. in I've behind that, that bony bit behind their ear." Yeah, they love that. I I nicked that off you. I've been doing your material on dogs. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> finally fessed up. Ollie Whittle. Ollie Whittle. Hi, lads. Uh, love the pod. Cheers, man. Um, I assume he means the podcast and not the group of dolphins he's hanging around with. Uh, was glad to hear in a recent episode that the curse of Matt Ford was supposedly long gone. Mm. However, oh no, I'm afraid to report the curse is in fact still alive and well and has taken hold of my football manager save. Jesus. I was absolutely flying with Exeter City, just missed the championship playoffs in our first season after promotion. In a bid to strengthen the squad, I decided to sign a promising young defensive midfielder from Ireland by the name of... Matt Ford. No way. Despite being a great player on paper, Ford managed to top the league in cards awarded for three of the four seasons he played for me, whilst my team struggled to rise higher in the table than 12th. Four years in, I decided enough was enough and shifted Ford onto an all-too-willing Nottingham Forest for a tidy profit nonetheless. So far in the following season, we've had our best start to a campaign since promotion, while Forest are languishing in the Premier League's relegation zone, proving the curse of Matt Ford is alive and well, albeit in virtual form. All the best, Ollie. And he sent us a screen grab of the uh, player ID of Ireland's Matt Ford, currently Ooh. playing for Nottingham Forest. Wow. 24 years old, Matt Ford. You'd take that, wouldn't you, you sozzled old fart? You'd love 39. to be 24. What were you doing at 24? 24, I'd have been... Well, Not playing for Forest. Working for the Labour Party. Oh, yeah, look at me there. You know, my dad's Irish, so I do have Irish ancestry. Mm. Which I'm very Could be you. Of. Could be me. Do you think... I went to uh, Ireland recently, you know, I went to Galway for a few days. Yes, I saw you in Ireland. Was that just a jolly? Yeah. My dad and my bro just uh, went to Galway and drank Guinness all day. The Ford boys on tour. Oh, we were touring Galway, mate. The pubs over there, 
are incredible, John. Yeah. It's like being in a film. They're just immaculate pubs. Small things. The toilets, very, very clean. In fact, that's a big thing, right? Mm. Um, they're very, very clean. And Here's where you're bottom. When you walk through the pub, the music is evenly distributed. So when you go into the toilet, the music's piped in. It just makes it all more fun. And Guinness tastes incredible over there, doesn't it? It tastes so good. I can't drink it here. Sad. Really? It's yeah. fine here. And I never get it when people say that. Uh, it put me off. I can taste a slight difference when I'm in Ireland. And I think that's just because I'm in Ireland and I'm happy to be there. But it it's fine over here, isn't it? Yeah, but fine's not good, is it? It's I'm not supposed to have it anymore because it's not vegan. Really? No. Is that why, what use... is it then? Is it beef stock? Is that how they get it so dark? Yeah, it's basically 50% bovril. Pint of gravy with just cream on top. I tell you what, that'd be a really good idea, wouldn't it, to do... Like a pint of Guinness, but gravy and mash. Oh, well, do you know what? I'm Googling it. Yeah. Um, and I can see uh, a company email from January 2022. Guinness draft and harp, whether in a keg, can or bottle, has removed the use of icing glass as a mean of filtration, making our beer vegan friendly. Get back well, on that's it. Great news. Let's get back on it. I'll go out tonight. Yeah, they strain it through icing glass, which is sort of like fish guts um, that they use to clarify the beer. Yeah, same with red wine, isn't it? Yes, but obviously no more. So that's also, great news. As you know, John, I have a very sensitive fish allergy, and it's never set yes. me off. So it can't, it can't have that much fish in it if it's not setting me off. If I'm not well, getting it's not, it's, it's not the fish in it. It's so much as the, the use of fish, even if the fish is purely a means of filtration. The yeah, fact but... that it's... I don't think they strain it through live fish. I don't think the fish drink the Guinness. It, they piss it out clear, and then the fish went to their merry way. I think in order to extract the Isenglash, the fish gets it. And that's something that we vegans are upset about. And you should be. Animal welfare is something I genuinely care about. Really? Not Rottweilers. Well... A status dogs are not my cup of tea. Doberman, I'm sure there are some lovely ones out there, but anyone who, who buys an angry dog and makes it angrier is makes me angry and makes me sad for society. Week one forfeit season 2022-23. Wow. 4D has to tickle the testicles of the first Rottweiler he sees. That would, that would result in death. For you or the dog? Well, for me. Tickle to death. The dog's not going to die for tickling its balls, is it? Dog I death. don't know. State of your fingernails. God knows what's under there. Just on the ball thing, John, you do have to be careful with your pods. Stop banging you on about my balls. You can't be scratching at them with those old towels. I'm doing a lot of driving. That's what's doing it at the moment. A lot of driving, and I just cannot find a comfortable position to be in, in the car You're for the knackers. Down. What are you doing, standing up? Well, I am sat down, but they sort of squash up, don't they? There's just nothing you can do about it. Oh, it's because you've got one so, of them posh cars with like a racing seat seat, so then you, it squishes your legs together. Yeah, do you imagine if I turned up in like a BMW Z3 at a gig? I'd love to see you in like a, a flash car. Would you? I, it, it, would be, it would look so incongruous. So the revelation from this podcast is we are not going to Leeds Forest. Not that one. But we could go to the one later in the season, couldn't we? I think I'm on tour. If the game gets moved, we could. Yeah, well, I've had this conversation with someone on text and then I described it as a big game and then I was immediately embarrassed. I don't mean... I, I think it the narrative of Leeds Forest is a big game, isn't it? it? Is. You know, your your return and their classic clubs. However, I mean, a big game now is, is Man City Spurs, isn't it? You know, that's what that's what 
that's what the that's what the international audience want. I think you're wrong. I think it's a big global game, and uh, I think it's very exciting. It's a shame we won't be able to go unless it gets moved. But it is a big game, John. It's a, it's a shame you and I can't go to that. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be on, did I? Are you sorry? Of course I am. I, I, I desperately wanted to go. Leeds United's first game uh, at home to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Leeds could be fielding a Dharma Traore by then, if the uh, rumours are to be believed. Um, and then, a few days after that, I'm going to the uh, 100 Cricket Oh, great. Heading Which I've never been to before, but it looks like it just looks like a piss-up, doesn't it? It's basically a penalty shootout, isn't it? It's just whack, whack, whack. Yeah, wallop. It's like the sound of me drying myself after a shower. Wallop, wallop, squeal. Ooh, the thwack of towel on ball. Um, quick uh, question. Will you be having Erling Haaland in your first FPL lineup? Almost certainly, yes. Will you? Uh, yeah, almost certainly. You've just got to, haven't you? What is Erling Haaland's favourite food? Guilty Ooh. pleasure. What does he like when he's uh, when he's the season's over? What's he having? And I, I, this is going to make you like him more. Okay. So do like do um, see if I can guess it. Like maybe do like hot or colder. So Angel Delight. I mean, literally hotter. Okay. Um, curry. Ooh, you're right to think of the takeaway route, but what if I was to tell you it's two takeaways merged together? It's a fusion food. God, okay. So he has maybe like a Big Mac and a Whopper and makes a muck Whopper. He has a Doner Kebab pizza. <gasps> there used to be a place in Nottingham that did them and they were amazing. Oh yeah. my God, Doner Kebab pizza. What a He's good He's such a likeable bloke, isn't he? He is now. I hope he doesn't turn out to be a rotter. His dad played for both of us, didn't he? he played for Leeds and Forest. Yes. Alf. Um, well, he's a Leeds United fan, so, you know, it seems with his talent, we're probably only going to get him the same way we got Ian Rush. Ian Rush busted flush. Um, but do you know what excites me more, returning to FPL? Mm. It, it's at least a sign that teams might start having strikers again, because I've found that immensely frustrating last yeah. year going for a big money signing up front only to find out they've decided to play a five foot six inch midfielder up front as a sort of fictional nine i mean just did my head in buy a big striker stick them up top give us all a break bosh do you know yeah? what i mean your bamfords your harlands your your antonios get a striker stick them up front keenan davis your brennan johnson yeah if you like if brennan you like great. your timo pookie when you're trying to save money at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go Haaland, Johnson, definitely. Those two are definitely in. And will will you be sticking with your team name or can we expect something new for 2022? Ooh, I hadn't even considered changing it. Do you not? I hadn't even considered... Are you thinking of changing yours? Oh, well, I have to. I can't stick with Bielsa Bobley, can I? Now that he's rumoured to be going back to Athletic Bilbao. Um, So he'll be back on the continent. And I'll tell you what, if there's a movement to get some Leeds fans over to Bilbao, I'm not not going. I would 100% go to watch Bilbao in a Leeds shirt to see Bielsa again. 100%. I'd go with you. We could do a little boys trip for our 40th. Mm-hmm. Can we not call it a little boys trip? Oh, what I meant was it'd big be boys. a little boys trip, not a little boys trip. Yeah, big boys trip. Big boys trip. Big boys yeah. Bielsa 
bucket boozathon in Bilbao. <laughs> Big boys bucket full of booze in Bilbao with Bielsa. Sounds great, doesn't it? That's what I'm going to call my team name. I might go for something filthy this year. That that would be the ultimate pullback and reveal, having literally dobbed in people who had filthy team names last year. If I go for an absolute... Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to email your dentist and get him to pick my team name. <laughs> yeah, I, might, I might go with Clunge Plunger FC, actually. <laughs> actually, it is CP, isn't it? So it could be like comedians playing Clunge oh, yeah. Plunger. CPFPL, it's Clunge Plunger Fantasy Premier League. Well, you can work on it for the next podcast. Okay, I'll do a bit of work on that. Um, you do a bit of work on that. I um, should say as well, John, it's lovely just to be chatting to you again. I do miss it when we don't do it. Yes, it's nice to be chatting again. And uh, it, it'll be nice when the season starts again, won't it? We'll have uh, a bit of friendly rivalry. There'll be a few tweaks to the format, I think it's safe to say, uh, yes. for next season. But in the meantime, we will um, we'll keep in touch, won't we? We'll periodically do an episode. Um, obviously, the season starts earlier than usual, starts first week of August because of the World Cup. Yes, yeah, are you previewing heavily throughout July or can we have a look at doing this live pod? Oh, yeah, we could do a live pod, couldn't we? Talked about it. There's a number of breweries interested. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is July in a couple of weeks, isn't it? So. Yeah. Exactly. We need to get on it. If we're going to do a live podcast, it needs to be in July. Yeah. Okay. We can do it. Or we could do it later in the year. Or we could just not do it. I want to do it. We didn't do most do of it. our forfeits. You. The one that people want is Bielsa is my daddy. I know. Well, the, the gentleman in question, sort of, uh, he's he's tweaked it. I think he's got a sort of suggestion that uh, no. I'm sort of wimping out. He says, I will now accept John holding a box of fish fingers in a supermarket, shouting, Marsh is my mammy, as a compromise to my original forfeit. Okay. I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because my daddy sounds funny. It's a fun... Yeah, I'm going to do it. And do you know what? I'd be prouder to shout that. Bielsa yes. is still my daddy. Yeah. I, I watched his press conference today where he, it wasn't a press conference, but he, he talked about the Bill Bow job. He's basically, um, they're having elections for their new president, Bill Bow, and one guy has got Bielsa on a two-year contract if he gets elected as president. And as part of his pitch to say, vote for me, he had a video from Bielsa who is looking fit. He has lost a couple of stone since he left Yorkshire and stopped living above a sweet shop. It looks well on him being back in Argentina. Um, He's skinny, he's smiling, he's pumped up. He says it's a great responsibility being the Bilbao coach, um, and he's up for it. So the word is there's a two-year deal on the table. The election is on Friday, so on Saturday we will know if Bielsa is returning to our continent. And Athletic Bilbao's first friendly fixture of the season Away at Newcastle United. Oh, wow. So not only will he be back on it. our continent, he will be back in the north of England. Oh, wow. Tempting, isn't it? Very tempting to just ambush the coach. I mean, I assume they won't get the coach from Bilbao to Newcastle. I assume they've got a bit more budget than that. But maybe a, a Bilbao Leeds friendly is on the cards while they're up here. Nip down the M1, mate. Say hello. Give us that hug we never got when you left. Um Forfeit amnesty ongoing. You need to eat a blended up roast dinner. I need to balance three pints and a mobile phone on my head. I need to be publicly shamed with a sign that says I'm shit at FPL. You need to do a cleansman dive through a big muddy puddle. You need to wear the James Madison jewellery set, which I sent you. You need to have a pint with a duck and you need to give someone a signed photo of yourself from a bum bag. Do not forget because I will not. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Oh, you're on notice, mate. As soon as your mouth heals, you start using it for good. (laughs) That's all we've got time for this week. (laughs) 
We'll be back. We'll be back at some point, won't we? We will in the next few weeks. We're just going to keep. Unless we up. both die, which would be weird, having both referenced dying at thirty-nine and the press. I mean, if we both died, it would it would be dubbed some sort of uh, midlife crisis suicide pact, wouldn't it? There'd it be would, rumors. But, well, rumors would abound. This episode would be our last living document. So can I just say, from beyond the grave, ah, dead mate. I died and everything, and and now you're listening to me. People will find this so emotional because they're like, oh no, they were joking. They had no idea. Yeah, well, once it's out, it's out forever, isn't it? So that's it. Yeah. What 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 are your feelings on uh, on the 39 years you've had on this earth? I've had a right laugh. You've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, think of all the food I've had, man. Right, now I'm interviewing the dead you. Okay, okay. So it's the dead me. That's cool. Yeah, the curries, the curries. I've had some amazing curries. Forrest got promoted. Died a happy man, and uh, I had a pizza at the other night, and that was great. And you've seen Noel Gallagher? Seen Noel Gallagher many times. You're ready to go, aren't you? I mean, I've packed a lot in. You have. What about you? How do you feel about um, being dead? Gutted. Really? Yeah, I was really going to let rip uh, the next the next forty years. Were going to really be special, something to see. Um, what like? You know, obviously, I put a good shift in. You know, you use a football analogy. I, I've gone in three nil up and thought, right, let's send the goalie up front. Let's let's have some fun second half. I've got some uh, pretty mad ideas coming up. I, I think if I don't get a Rick Mail tattoo, I'm going to get a tattoo of Pennywise the clown. And uh, I have made arrangements to um, sit a uh, motorbike driving test that will give me a two-year license to drive up to a 125cc. Why do you want a motorbike? It's a really bad idea. So I can go on a motorbike. Yeah, but you come off the motorbike and it hurts no, your you whole don't body. come off. If you're careful, you don't come off. That's the whole point. I'm not going to be like weaving in and out of traffic and one. I just want to like, I just want to poodle about on one. Don't get a motorbike. Don't get your ears pierced. Do not get a tattoo of Pennywise the Clown. On my forehead. You look, Okay, good. Any facial tattoo I fully support. Yeah. On the rest of your body. I don't think a Rick Mail tattoo is a good idea either because what I see on the internet is tattooists really struggle with faces. Well, what I'm th- I don't want to say because people will steal it, but you know at the end of bottom there's the silhouette of uh, oh, yeah. Rick Mail pulling Aid Edmondson's glasses off and poking him in the eye. Yeah. I think that as a silhouette, it's a sort of iconic image from a comedy that has changed my life. Yeah. And um But just get it framed and put on your wall. You don't have to have it forever inked on your person. But what you know, we might move. What we'll take is it the, with you. What's the wall of the building I'll never move from? My body. And many people say that my chest is like a brick wall. Do they? Mm, yeah. What sort of brick wall? Like a, a nice new one or like a really nice American one that gets regularly attended to or just like an, an old dry stone wall that's no, an old one, yeah, that's crapped on it. And that's fallen. It's got like those wooden pillars up against it and kids aren't allowed to play near it. Yeah, dangerous. One Don't of them you ones. touch that, you'll die. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back at some point in the next couple of weeks. We will. Um, please do keep in touch with us. Hello at cpfpl.com. And we are not ashamed to say we are looking for a corporate sponsor uh, for next season. So do get in touch if you have a, a if you would like your company to sponsor some or all of this podcast. Toby Carvery and various tofu companies. Obviously, we are looking at you. And you know what? We just want to link up 
uh, and reflect mm. the great work that you guys are doing. And we, and we think there's a lot of opportunity for joint working. I know we're on Twitter, Comedians FPL. I know we're on Instagram. Are we on um, LinkedIn? No, but let's get a LinkedIn page. As I going. understand it, that is where business bods hang. Yeah, maybe we need to start going to like those CEO um, conferences at the Excel Centre where you listen to someone from Dragon's Den talk about motivation. <gasps> Maybe we should go on Dragon's Den with the podcast. Yeah, we could drink cool and um, get watches and like... Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're asking for... How much would we ask for? 250000 for 10% of the podcast? Perfect. Perfect. I, I totally agree with that valuation. Yeah. And what, what is that beast doing? Yeah, we'll split it. Mm. One, two, five each. <laughs> it's a good investment we'll be dead in six months you get your money back yeah and then you get to sponsor the podcast that killed two comedians yeah absolutely who doesn't want to be part of that yeah cursed podcast i mean we are playing with fire here we know this podcast is cursed and here we are repeatedly talking about our own demise but you need to talk about like global reach don't you go at the moment uh fantasy premier league has eight million global players that is projected to rise by uh, an astonishing amount to mm. uh, 4 billion people um, by 2025. I'll just ask you a question about your figures. Yeah, ask a question there. Your podcast is 8 million or FPL is 8 million. How, how many well, listen to your podcast? Well, that's the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? Is that it's freely available on all platforms. So, potentially, so you're lying to me. Well, no, what I'm saying is actually the potential to audience for the podcast, Duncan, is actually 8 billion people. It's double the amount that we play. You see 8 billion people on the planet. Why you do a podcast is not about FPL and get people who don't like football to listen. Because it's a loose jumping off point. And if you read the Apple reviews, Duncan, you'll know that there are people that aren't football fans that do listen to it. That was actually my impression of Deborah Maiden. Did that not come across? Sorry, Debs. You've been spending time in Glasgow again, haven't you? I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah get in touch um yeah guys you know we really do we, we're really passionate about sharing this experience with the highest bidder and go to facebook comedians fpl and please share this thing subscribe review spread the word across the uh you know the whole comedy fpl whatever it is you know just tell me, be, be, people don't have to be into fpl to like it or, or comedy <laughs> <laughs> And would you say the same for your Edinburgh show? Get screwed. Bye. Odd title. (laughs) Bye.